hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's bless that name of Jesus. Let's bless that name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, now bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, yes, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody bless that wonderful name of Jesus. For there is no other name I know. Oh, now bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, yes, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Well, now bless that wonderful name of Jesus. For there is no other name I know. that wonderful name of Jesus for there's no other I think we can do it one more time oh bless that wonderful name of Jesus I've come to bless that wonderful name of Jesus Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, give him a wave offering in the house of God this morning. For he is great and greatly to be praised. He is great and he is greatly to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Yes, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. When I think of what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Yes, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me when i think of all he's done for me well now you can't tell it like i tell it what he's done for me oh now you can't tell it like i tell it what he's done for me oh now you can't tell it like i tell it what he has done for me when i think of all he's done for me what he's done for me I get joy when I think about what he's done for me I get joy when I think about what he's done for me when I think oh hallelujah oh let's put our hands together and bless him this morning oh he is wonderful oh he is wonderful yes he is wonderful Hallelujah. There's nobody like unto the Lord our God. Nobody like unto the Lord our God. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. He's a mighty good God. He is a mighty good God. He is a mighty good God. Yes. He is a mighty good God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Man, 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 man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You came to church and you were trying to be calm. But then you started thinking about what the Lord has done for you. And joy began to spring up, hallelujah, like a well of living water. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. My God, we love you, Lord. <laughs> we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. God wants to do something in this place this morning. God wants to do something powerful in your life today. How many are ready for the Lord to do something in your life? Oh, bless his name. I would like to turn your attention this morning to the book of Joshua and the second chapter. The book of Joshua and the second chapter. I want to announce before we look into the word of the Lord that, that we are looking forward to our Thanksgiving basket drive. And I believe this has already been referenced, but I want to lend my voice to it as well. Uh, because we have an opportunity every Thanksgiving to really show our love to people. Now, we need to be doing that all the time. Every day is a day of thanksgiving when you have received the great salvation of the Lord. But this year, we're going to, as we do every year, make a concentrated effort, of course, to reach out to those who are in need. And, and on this great day of thanksgiving, we will be uh, providing baskets to those who are in need. And we ask for your help. What a great way to show the love of God to be a light in this world. And so November 20th is when we need all items returned. This list can be found at Connect Point. You can visit there in the lobby, the vestibule today to obtain a list of those items. So I want to encourage you to do that. And let's really rally together and bless our city in the name of Jesus. Amen. God forbid that we only receive his blessings, but it is important that we give as well as receive. And there, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Amen. Amen. And it's wonderful to be here in the house of the Lord. I'm so grateful for everyone who is here today. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. I want to say that I am so grateful to have with us the Harden family. God bless them. We love them so very much, Don and Irma and Angie and Tony and Beth. These are some of the very special people, some of the most special people you could meet. And I love them very much and am so grateful to see them here today. And uh, we, we just thank God for that. We are able to participate in a Bible study together uh, every few weeks. And we just are thankful that they're here this morning. And we're thankful that everybody has been able to make it to the house of God this morning. And I'm particularly glad Jesus is in the house. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in the midst of them. And so we thank God that the Lord is here. I'm reading this morning from the book of Joshua and the second chapter. The book of Joshua 
and the second chapter. I would like to begin reading at the first verse of Joshua chapter 2. The word of the Lord reads as follows. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shidom two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. Verse number 9. She said unto the men, the two men that she hid, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. I know that your terror is fallen upon us. I know that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters, and all they that have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours. If you utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Very important to understand that. Her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And the men said unto her, in verse 17, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. I would like to preach for just a few moments this morning on this subject, Rahab's hope. Rahab's hope. How many need some hope this morning? Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Lord, we need you this morning. We need you to speak into our hearts. We need you to open up your great storehouse and pour into our spirits. We come today hungry, Lord, and thirsty for righteousness. And your word teaches us that we shall be filled and we claim the promises of your holy word. I pray for an anointing upon myself as I preach this word to this congregation. I pray, Lord, as we hear the word, that we will let it take root in our hearts, that we may live and abide according to your holy word. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And everybody can be seated except our United States veterans. God bless bless you. If you, are, if you have served in the armed forces of the United States, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, this is wonderful. Let's give all of these, my, my, my. Come on, let's give it up for them right now. Amen. That's all right. I think a standing ovation is in order. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. There is a great blessing in knowing that today we can magnify Jesus. We can exalt his holy name. We can lift him high and high and higher than that. And we can know that 
We're not in danger of breaking any law by magnifying the Lord our God. And we thank the Lord for the freedom that we have in this great nation. And we thank the Lord for those who have served and sacrificed to ensure that we do, in fact, have that freedom. Amen. I am excited today to bring to you a message of hope. It is in my spirit a great yearning to deliver the message that brings hope for all mankind. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Everyone who believes this gospel is a power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. This is a hope that can reach into the most hopeless of circumstances. This is a hope that can reach into the most dire of situations. There is nobody in this building or who is hearing me preach right now who is beyond the hope of this gospel that I bring this morning. There is no set of circumstances too complex, no, no matter that is too difficult, that this gospel and all of its divine power cannot reach down into those circumstances and begin to sort through the complexities of life, the complexities of, of the circumstances that you're facing. Everything is possible with God. Now, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things, all things, all things, all things are possible. Whatever it is that's weighing on your spirit right now, with God it is possible for that very thing to be resolved. Whatever it is that is weighing your mind down as you try to get rest at night, that very matter is capable of being resolved by the message I'm preaching to you this morning. I'm not bringing to you a self-enlightenment speech. I'm not bringing to you some kind of a self-help program. I'm not bringing to you some kind of a false sense of hope or security. I bring to you the power of Jesus Christ through his precious gospel. And it has the power to save to the uttermost. Somebody said to the uttermost, to the guttermost. His power, hallelujah, is able to reach way, way down. You haven't been so bad that he can't make you good. You haven't been so unclean that he can't wash you and cleanse you of the filth of unrighteousness. Hallelujah. There's nobody in this building this morning, there's nobody sitting under the sound of my voice who has not been able to say that, that we have sinned. We have not sinned. Every one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we stand here today if there's any virtue at all in us to be able to, to say God did it. Not me, no one else, but God. Only God. Only God. There's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your children. There's hope for your grandchildren. There's hope for your circumstances. Is it a physical sickness? There's hope. Be it a spiritual dilemma, there's hope. Be it a financial crisis, there is hope. There is hope for your family. There is hope for your life. There is hope for your future. There is hope for your present. This is a message of hope. Regardless of what the circumstances may be or what may be on the horizon for you, there is a hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ought to cry it loud and spare not. We ought to declare it from every pulpit. We ought to speak it and sing it and teach it and live it and believe it because there is hope. I don't have to know your circumstances to know there's hope. All I have to know is Jesus and I know there's hope. Oh, hallelujah. Now this passage of scripture that we've read is a testament to the fact that there is hope. This is one of the great accounts of the scripture 
concerning the fact that there is, in fact, hope for people. This woman by the name of Rahab, we encounter her in this passage of Scripture. And the Bible gives her a label that is quite unbecoming. The Bible calls her a harlot. This simply means that this was a sinful woman. This Bible says that she had a house. Some have said that it was like a, a house of ill repute. Not necessarily. It just simply means that this is where she lived. And she was a harlot. She wasn't necessarily a prostitute. But she had much sin in her life. Much sin in her life. Many times when people have sin in their lives to the degree that Rahab had, many times they lose hope. Many times they feel like they don't have any right to ask God for anything. But I've come to destroy that preconceived notion and tell you it doesn't matter what you've done. There is hope. And Rahab was facing quite a difficult dilemma in her life because the, there was a convergence of realities that was on the horizon. The fact of the matter is God was bringing Israel back into their homeland. They had been in Egypt because there was famine in the land of Canaan. And they went into Egypt. It was a it was a providential move of God. He took Joseph there first to prepare the way. And when famine struck all the world, there was corn in Egypt. And the children of Israel went into Egypt and that's where they settled. Don't get too comfortable in Egypt. Because you're going to come out of Egypt. And I, I, need to, I need to make that plain this morning to somebody. That don't get too comfortable because I, this world is not our home. May I remind you that we are just passing through and our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And they were, they were settled in Egypt and God raised up Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. And there was a mass exodus from Egypt back to the land of promise. And for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness because they were afraid to go and lay claim to the promises of God. But those days were over. And the time had come for Israel to come to the land of promise. This was their land. They were without a home. But God always intended them to come home. To this land of promise. And of course Jericho was one of the great cities that would, would prevent them from experiencing what the Lord had promised them. And the Bible described that Jericho was straightly shut up. It was enclosed. It was well fortified. And one of the great stories of the Bible is, is occurring in this that I'm preaching to you. We're getting ready to witness in the book of Joshua the walls of the city of Jericho to come down. To fall down flat, the Bible says. It's going to happen. Because God's promises are yea and amen. Now Israel is not a mighty people in and of themselves, but they are mighty through God. And what Rahab was experiencing is similar to what we're experiencing in our world. There is a convergence of reality that is occurring in our world right now. And it all centers around Israel. This is why it is so important to bless the people of Israel. The nation state of Israel is something that is prophesied in the scriptures. That is promised of God. God will give them their land. And even now they face enemies in trying to, to maintain their land without this little sliver of land, Israel has no home in the world. But I want you to know that God promised it then and God promises it now. And it shall be done. Listen, God is not mocked. 
God is not mocked. When he speaks his word, it shall be done. And Rahab is just an, just an individual who's got a lot of sin in her life. She's kind of on the wrong side of this issue, if you please. Jericho is pushing back against Israel. Israel is not a well-oiled fighting machine. All they have, ladies and gentlemen, all they have is an invisible God who has all power in heaven and in earth. That's all they got. That's all they've got. The way, they, the way they are able to fight a battle is to walk around the walls one time a day for seven days. And then on the seventh day, walk around seven times. It doesn't seem like the most brilliantly crafted military strategy. But when God is involved, you don't need the mind of man to put together the most brilliant of military strategies. You can just let God be God. And the children of Israel walked around the city of Jericho. And of course we know the account. If you don't, let me, let me share it with you. When they came around on the seventh time of the seventh day, they let out a shout. It wasn't just any shout. It was a shout of triumph. All throughout that time, they were blowing the ram's horn. The priests were blowing the ram's horn, which was a signal that God has given us the victory. God has given us the victory. God has given us the victory. And when they came around on the seventh time of the seventh day, they let out a shout to go with the blowing of the ram's horn, and the walls of Jericho fell down flat. Now that's what happened. But leading up to that happening, there was a lot of concern in Jericho because people weren't sure of exactly what was going to happen. They knew they had a greater army. They knew that they had a, a more organized way of, of approaching this matter. But what they also knew was that somewhere, somehow, there was an invisible force from heaven that would come to the aid of these people who were without a home. And who were wanderers in the earth and were bullied by every nation they came in contact with. And that they didn't need to have what every other nation had. All they needed was God. And all you need this morning is God. Oh, hallelujah. So Joshua sends messengers into Jericho to look at the land. And these two messengers make their way into Jericho and they find a lodging place in the house of Rahab, a very sinful woman. A woman who doesn't feel worthy to ask God for anything. She doesn't feel she deserves any mercy. She doesn't feel she deserves any kind of special recognition from God. But when these messengers come into Jericho, the Bible says that they come into the house of Rahab and when they come into the house of Rahab, Rahab says, look, listen, I want to tell y'all something. I know exactly who you are. And I know why you're here. And I want you to know I know who wins in the end. And I believe the stories I've heard. I've heard that your God is able to part the waters of the Red Sea. I've heard that your God will give you victory over any adversary who tries to bring you down. I've heard that your God, nobody knows what he looks like. There's no idol that has been crafted that can properly, properly express him. But I believe in my heart that he is the God of heaven and earth. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you believe what I'm preaching to you this morning about God, that's the first step to your hope. I know it's tempting to get caught up. I know it's tempting to get caught up in the trappings of Jericho. Because Jericho is nice. Jericho has its own system. Jericho has its own way of thinking. Jericho rejects the God of Israel. Jericho rejects Israel completely. I know that it's 
that it's a temptation now to get caught up in the thinking of this present world, to get caught up in the trappings of this world, to begin believing the philosophies of this world, to start thinking the way everybody around you starts thinking. But let me explain something to you. Regardless of what anybody else thinks, says, or does, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words, he said, shall not pass away. The grass is going to wither and the flower is going to fade. But the word of our God shall stand forever. I know it doesn't look like it now because powerful people roam the earth. They have financial power. They have influential power. They have political power. There are people, there are kings and princes. There are rulers and potentates all across our world, dictators. And it seems like this world is so powerful. But I'm going to tell you, it's coming down. Believe that. It's coming down. Every system of this world is coming down. Every political establishment of this world is going to come down. There's a reason why we call Jesus the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Every financial system of this world, it's going to come down. That's why he said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This is why he said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. He's trying to tell you, don't get your hopes set in the trappings of Jericho or in the trappings of this world around you. Because all of it is going to come down and the Lord shall be exalted and the Lord shall be glorified and the Lord shall be magnified. And the Lord shall be lifted high. I said the Lord shall be lifted high. You know what you're doing right now? Worshiping, worshiping, lifting him higher. You ought to keep on doing it because that's the only thing that's going to last for all of eternity. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Read the book of Revelation. Travel down 10,000 years, 20,000 years. I know there's no time in eternity, but just go with me. 30,000 years, 40,000 years. Keep on traveling, and this is what you're going to find when you get where you're going. 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying, Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I need to get to Bob Evans. Bob Evans ain't going to last for all eternity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, Chipotle, KFC, wherever you got your mindset, Magianos, it's not going to last for all eternity. Hallelujah. But this word and this spirit and his name and his love and his glory, it's going to last forever. Hallelujah. That's why if you want to if you want to buy into this world lock stock and barrel, you go ahead. But as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Oh, pastor you're just one of those doomsday preachers. Somebody said, are you, and I say it all the time. I say it like you haven't heard me say it before. So just bear with me. Somebody said, are you a grace preacher or a fire and brimstone preacher? And I said, I'm both. Because both are true. There is fire and brimstone coming. You better believe that. 
You, I, wish I, could, I wish I could get up here and sprinkle rose petals everywhere. I wish I could get up here and just, just kind of tiptoe through the tulips and tell everybody to, that, that, that everything's going to be fine. And you know what? If you put your hope in Jesus, everything will be fine. But if you put your hope in this world, you've got a hard lesson that's coming your way. And it's a lesson you don't want to learn. It's some kind of a destruction I can't describe. The Bible doesn't even try to describe it. The the prophets would say things like the mountains burning with with fervent heat, melting with fervent heat and hills skipping like rams, the great and the terrible day of the Lord. They, they, They couldn't even wrap their minds around the destruction that is coming. I feel like I'm preaching to some Rahabs this morning who know in your heart of hearts that this world doesn't have the answer. That you know in your heart of hearts that this world doesn't have the solution oh but that there's a God in heaven that there's a God in heaven hallelujah who has a way called holiness here's the thing about Rahab they come in they're staying in her house listen her house was on the wall this great view got this awesome loca- location 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 <laughs> I mean this this you can't beat Rahab's house it's on the wall and the Bible describes how amazing this wall was chariots are able to ride on top of it's like an interstate on top of that wall like there's a wall and then on top of it there's like a two-way road going on This is a massive thing, and her house is on it. She is plugged in. She is tied in. She's invested in her community. She is is a mover and a shaker. The king knows her by name. The king comes to her and says, hey, we think you know where they are. Where are they? And she had to make a choice. Where is my allegiance? Am I going to continue To be invested in a failing society? Or am I going to buy into the way this is all going to wrap up in the end? And you've got that decision to make this morning. Are you going to continue to believe the lies of the enemy? Or are you going to buy into what the word of God says? I'm going to tell you what, if you haven't been convinced by now that the word of God is true. The word of God is true, ladies and gentlemen. Nation rising against nation. Kingdom rising against kingdom. Wars. Rumors of war. The Bible literally said rumors of wars. In other words, there's going to come a day, the Bible says, when you're going to be talking about we may go to war with them, we may go to war with them, and we're living in what the Bible was describing. He said, many false Christs shall arise in my name. He said that perilous times shall come where they'll be unthankful, they'll be unholy, they'll be truce breakers, disobedient to parents folks we're living in the days that he was talking about he said perilous times shall come if he was writing it today he would say perilous times are here and now this is what the bible describes the bible says they were eating and drinking and being merry in the days of noah in the days of sodom and gomorrah all of it they were fine they didn't think any destruction was coming but but the word of god declared that it was coming and i have a responsibility this morning in 2016 to stand in this sacred desk and tell you yes the judgment of god is coming Hey, I don't know when. I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to happen. I might live to see it. I might not live to see it. But you better be ready for it. Yes. You'd better be ready for it. Her house was on the wall. I'm preaching to some folks. Your house is on the wall. Your house is on the very thing God's going to bring down. 
You're living in something God is going to bring down. If you're living in sin this morning, you're living in something God's going to bring down. You better think good and well about the sin that you're living in. You better think good and well about the, about the, 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 the kind of, of degradation that you're attaching yourself to this morning. I hope in the name of Jesus that the word of God can prick somebody's heart. This isn't hate speech. This is love speech. Hate speech is if I know it's coming and don't tell you about it. But I love you too much. He loves you too much. How bad do you have to hate somebody to know that the judgment of God is coming and never say a word? It's love speech to stand up and say that, yes, yes, the wall is coming down. All of the things that you built up, that this world has built up to protect themselves from the things of God, it's, it's all coming down. And the Lord is going to be exalted and and glorified and Rahab has an opportunity because the messengers came into where she was living in Jesus name I pray that this word will come right into where you are living we don't we're not when we preach the word of God we preach the word of God so that it can get into the hearts of people and come into where people are living I don't want to preach something that doesn't apply to you something that you can't relate to something that you're not dealing with the word of God is quick the word of God is powerful the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow of the bone and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart it has power to get down into where you live Hallelujah. And the question is, Rahab, what are you going to do with the message when it comes into where you live? Are you going to hide it in your heart? Or are you going to dismiss it, perhaps like you've done in the past? Rahab had an opportunity. The message showed up in her house. But she was familiar with the message. There are folks familiar with the message. She said, we have heard how that the Lord delivered you from the hand of the slave master Egypt. Brought you through dry ground in the Red Sea. We have heard how that he has utterly destroyed your enemies. Every foe that rose up against you, God brought them down with a mighty hand, with a stretched out arm. And she said, I'm willing to believe in the God of Israel. And she said, so let me just tell you something. Don't forget me. I have showed you kindness. Don't forget me when the time comes for the wall to fall down flat. Don't forget me. It's like the thief on the cross. Remember me when you are come into your kingdom. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about my mom. Don't forget about my dad. Don't forget about my brother, my sister. I want my whole family. Hey, you ought to pray for your whole family. Oh, let me just say this. Do you know when Moses was trying to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, do you know Pharaoh tried to put stipulations on who could go and who couldn't go? He said, all right, I'll let the men go, but you're leaving everybody else here. And Moses said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how deliverance works. We're all going. He said, all right, the men and the women can go, but you're leaving the children. He said, no, no, no. I'm not leaving without my kids. He said, all right, you can take your women, you can take your children, and you all can go, but you're leaving your cattle. He said, I know. You don't understand how deliverance works. This is real victory. This is real deliverance. I'm coming out. My family's coming out. My livestock is coming out. God said, let my people go. Hallelujah. Hey, Rahab, it doesn't matter what kind of past you have. It doesn't matter what kind of checkered things you've done in your past. It doesn't matter what kind of problems you've had before. You have every right to boldly approach the throne of grace, to come before his throne and say, God, I want my family saved. God, I want myself to be saved. 
I want my sister saved. I want my brother saved. I want my parents saved. I want delivered from this land of Jericho. I want deliverance. I want real Holy Ghost deliverance. I don't want just something to feel good. I want power. Real power. I, I want power from God. Hallelujah. Power. Power. Not, not just a semblance of it. Not just an idea of it. Not just something that I know about. I, I want to experience the deliverance of God. Oh, hallelujah. And so, so, so Rahab hides the message in her house. That's what David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's what Mary did when the angel of the Lord said, you shall call his name Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. And the Bible says Mary kept these things, pondered them in her heart. Rahab kept these messengers in the house and she let them go when the time was right. And she said, don't you forget about me. And they said, oh, we won't. You have done a great kindness unto us. And they said, so here's what we're going to do. Let us out through the window. She had to let them out the wall. She's, remember, she got the best townhouse in Jericho. She's on the wall. It's nice now, but it's coming down when the wall comes down. I, listen, I know the world celebrates some things right now that are sinful. But it's coming down when the wall comes down. I know, I know there are people patting you on the back and they're telling you to abandon this book. Telling you this book is antiquated and that you don't need to listen to it. You don't need to follow it. I get all that. I understand. I know we're living in 2016. But I've come to declare unto you that that sinful life is going to come down when the wall comes down. The only thing holding up that sinful lifestyle is the wall, and the wall's coming down. And so, so, so Rahab said, all right, here's how we're going to do it. She grabbed this scarlet thread, and she let those men out of the window through this, with this scarlet thread. And they looked back up at her and said, all right, leave that scarlet thread in the window. That way when the... When the Soldiers come through Jericho, they'll know your house by the scarlet thread. It reminds me a lot of when the death angel said, when the Lord said, paint the blood over the doorpost. And the death angel, when he sees the blood, will pass over you. I wish I had time to preach on the common thread for a little while. The common thread that we have that binds us together. It's not our skill. It's not our talent. It's not our unique abilities. It's not. Listen, we come from so many different backgrounds. God has called us from all corners of the earth. God has brought us up out of our own respective circumstances. We have nothing in common except the blood of the Lamb. My last name comes from a different continent than your last name. And your last name comes from a different continent than the last name of the person next to you. We got nothing in common except the blood of the lamb that saves to the uttermost. Come on, paint that blood on the doorpost of your home. Throw that scarlet thread outside the window and say, this house is protected by the blood of the Lamb. Every member of this house, mom, come get in my house. Dad, come get in my house. Brother, come get in my house. Sister, come get in my house. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, this house might have been a lot of things in the past. There might have been a lot of sin to take place in this house before. But today is a new day. And Rahab has hope. I said today is a new day. And Rahab has hope. I don't know what kind of sin has gone on in your life. But I do know what Jesus did at Calvary's cross. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. You've got hope. You've got hope. 
What are you going to do with the message when it comes? What are you going to do with the message when it arrives? You got to hide it. Hide it in your heart. Hold on to it. I said hold on to the message that this world is going to pass but Jesus is going to be exalted hold on to it when you don't hear about it in the lecture hall hold on to the message when you don't hear about it hallelujah on the news the nightly news hour hold on to the message when you hear pundits and commentators criticizing everybody who holds on to some faith in Jesus you better hold on to that message because Jericho's coming down and the wall is coming down hallelujah and promise is coming to pass promise is coming to pass hallelujah I don't know how it's going to happen but I do know that we're living at a cross section of end time prophetic fulfillment right here right now you know why things feel unstable because they are Everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. Oh, hallelujah. But I've decided as for me and my house. Come on, Rahab, hold on. Listen, the wall's coming down, but your house, oh, hallelujah, your house is going to be all right. Everything around you's falling and burning. Everything around you's erupting. Chaos everywhere, confusion. But if you put your hope, hallelujah, in Jesus Christ. Can I remind somebody, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Our hope is in Jesus Christ this morning. And regardless of how impossible your circumstances may seem, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. I don't know what you've attached yourself to, but there's hope. I don't know how fixed you are to the very things God is going to judge but there is hope this morning if you believe it why don't you reach out your hand to the Lord and say God I believe I believe your word I believe your word I believe your word Lord I believe your word Lord come on that's it let's love him together let's praise him together right now Lord I believe your word in the name of Jesus, I believe your word. I believe what the word of the Lord says to my soul today. I have nothing to fear. Hallelujah. I put my hope in Jesus Christ. There is nothing to fear. I put my hope in Jesus Christ. There's nothing of which to be afraid because I put my hope. I put my hope. Hallelujah. I put my hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There were a lot of people betting on Jericho. But the walls of Jericho came down. There were a lot of people who were banking on God not coming through with his promise. Do you know how many people went around Jericho saying he's not real? You can't see him. You can't touch him with your hands so he's not real. But just as he declared... The walls came down. I remember when Joshua was getting ready to invade Jericho, getting ready to walk around, I should say, walk around the walls of the city. And he was trying to figure out, God, what are we supposed to do because we're receiving so much resistance from Jericho. And the Bible says that, the, that he went out to pray, and when he went out to pray, the captain of the Lord's host appeared before him. This powerful angel bearing a sword you know, what, what would you do if you go out into the middle of the night just to get some fresh air? Maybe clear your mind a little bit because you, 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 there's a lot of turmoil going on and you don't know what to do next. And when you walk out, you know, you're afraid of running into a, you know, a bat coming close to your hair. What would you do if a great shining giant with a sword shows up in front of you? Joshua went to his face. And looked up and said, are you with us or are you with our enemies? 
And I love the response that the captain of the Lord's host gave him. He said, neither. I'm not with you or them. The question is, who are you with? I'm with the Lord, he said. I'm on the Lord's side. The question today is not whose side are, are you on enemies or yours. It's not your side, their side, my side, his side, her side. Who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Come on, let's stand to our feet, clap our hands, and let him know I'm on the Lord's side. 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 As for me and my house, I'm on the Lord's side. Ha, woo, hallelujah. I said, I'm on the Lord's side. Let God be true. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the old song that said, I'll cling to the old rugged cross. We're living in a day and in an hour. There's no sense, ladies and gentlemen, no sense in getting your hopes up into this world. Because all of it's going to come down. Cling to the old rugged cross. Cleave to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold fast the profession of your faith. Hallelujah. You know what I believe? I believe that Jesus saves. You know what I believe? I believe that he's given me heaven for my home. You know what I believe? I believe this world is going to pass away. You know what I believe? I believe everything's going to be all right. You know what I believe? I believe that if I put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ, he's going to hold me. He's going to keep me. He's going to establish my goings. He's going to order my steps and then everything. Oh, hallelujah. Everything is going to be all right. I can't speak for Jericho around me, but I can speak. I can speak for me in my house. If you have somebody right now that you have on your heart, I want you to lift up your voice in prayer for them in this place. Come on, let's lift up our voice in prayer right now. Come on, I know you're making a decision for you, but you've got somebody in your heart right now that you're thinking of. Go ahead and pray for them in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I want you to protect my brother, protect my sister, protect my children, protect my parents. In the name of Jesus, speak to their hearts right now. In the name of the Lord, speak to their hearts, speak to their spirit, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. we got to live in Jesus' name. We've got to live in a way that says we believe the word of the Lord. We've got to conduct ourselves in a way that says we believe the word of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Let's believe it right now. Let's believe it this morning. Let's believe what thus saith the Lord. Let's believe what thus saith the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I commit in the name of Jesus to bring a message of hope to every person who may have fear of what's coming. I commit to bring a message of hope to every person who fears what tomorrow may hold. In the name of Jesus, don't you lose hope. You take this message of hope and hide it in your heart. Come on, can we do that before we go this morning? Can we do that before we go this morning? We're going to sing and lift up praises unto the Lord one more time. All across this house, I think we ought to lift praises unto the Lord our God. A God of hope. A God of love. Come on, that's it. That's it. Lift him up this morning. Lift him up this morning. Lift him up. Come on, lift him up this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar the father's arms are open 
Can we love him again this morning? Can we love him again this morning? Come on, oh, what a Savior. 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 Isn't he wonderful? See how See how 